Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life, brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is September 28th, 2020. It is Monday. We're kicking off a new week, and uh, we got some good things to talk about today, for sure. Not a ton really going on. You know what? The Tokyo Game Show did happen last week, and uh, there was all kinds of stuff coming out of that, but I'm just going to cherry pick just a couple things here uh, that I did want to kind of talk about and get into. But before we do, quick little housekeeping here. Uh, tomorrow we will not be doing an episode. I apologize for the uh, past couple weeks. It seems like we've been missing a show at least once a week. But what we've been doing at work is, you know, many of you know I am a pharmacist. We've been doing kind of these like pop-up flu clinics that they're starting to do because the flu shot, obviously now is the time to get vaccinated with everything else going on, right? Now we got to have to start worrying about the flu and um, we've just been uh, kind of doing these kind of on, on the whim here. So I've been tasked yet again with doing it. And I'll be there bright and early tomorrow working a, a very nice 13-hour shift. So that's uh, going to be great tomorrow. So yeah, no episode tomorrow. We'll be back again on Wednesday and uh, ready to do it again. But uh, quick housekeeping here. Don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at the Life at gmail.com. So this weekend, I do want to talk about this. This weekend, I did get a chance to play some Fortnite with my kids. Now, this isn't, of course, you know, anything groundbreaking here. It was actually the third birthday anniversary for Fortnite. So here's a game that's been out for three years, but in those that three-year time has not only become one of the most successful video games of all time, uh, but also has found a way to like I want to say completely change the gaming industry. I mean, it truly has, right? I mean, Fortnite, we can you know look at it as those of us that don't play it and kind of laugh and chuckle at it and say, oh, look at that game, you know, those people spending money. I mean, it, it, it's juggernaut. You cannot deny what Fortnite has done in this industry. And, uh, of course, this new season is all Marvel-themed, so you have characters from Wolverine, Doctor Doom, Silver Surfer, Thor, Storm, uh, Mystique, uh, She-Hulk, Iron Man, it's crazy. And, you know, over these past couple weeks, I've been hearing my son playing with his friends, and he's saying, like, all right, let's let's uh, drop at Stark Industries. Let's drop at Stark Industries. And I'm like, what? So yesterday, he convinced me. He said, come on, please play, play with me. Play with me. So got my daughter to play as well. So the three of us played, and happy to report we did get a win. We did get a, a victory royale. We only got one, but we played... I don't know, maybe six or seven games and came pretty close each time. I mean, my son is, is a beast in the game, so he really carried us. But hey, I got a couple kills. I got the final kill on the Victory Royale. But the coolest part about it was the Marvel theme. I mean, we were literally dropping in what is Stark Industries. So it's basically like Stark, Tony Stark's house and like, uh, I don't know, he's got like a lab down in there. And you can get this code if you if you kill all the other teams that drop there to go unlock a vault that has a bunch of weapons in there. Iron Man himself is walking around and you can kill Iron Man <laughs> and take his suit. And you don't actually get the suit, but you get like his repulsors. Uh, we dropped at uh, Dr. Doom's castle at one point and fought a bunch of people there. And then once we kind of took that area over, I was able to get like this set of gauntlets basically that was like Dr. Doom's that would shoot these like this green energy stuff that was just melting people when we would come across them. Um, you know, that game, I, I do like just admire... I admire it a lot. Like, it really, it looks cool, especially all these Marvel things in it. Um, graphically, the game is cool, but it's just, I don't know. I don't want to say, I always thought it was the fact that it was a battle royale, but I don't think that's it because I actually, this week, and I think I mentioned it last week after playing the 
uh, Cold War Alpha. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty and really enjoying Warzone in that. Even though I'm I'm not winning, I'm still having fun and enjoying the Battle Royale part of it. Like the stress that a Battle Royale can put on you. When I say that, it's just because I just get nervous when I play those games. I don't know if anybody else does. It's just, you know, I'm hearing people walking around me. Just I'm always like sweating. That's why I need my gamer goo, you know, when I'm playing that. Um, but that's not in Fortnite. I think it just doesn't feel as good. Like it's slower pace. Like I'm playing a lot of Call of Duty and going to this. It's much slower pace. And the building just kills me. Like, I just cannot do the building. Like, I'm always forgetting about being able to build. I can build one wall in front of me that anybody I'm fighting just instantly destroys. So that's why, I, like, literally me and my daughter just running around. And my son is like, okay, I'll get him. I'll push him. And he's just, like, murdering a whole team. Like, nothing. And, I mean, you hit him, he becomes a skyscraper instantly. I mean, he can build, like, a machine. It's crazy. Um, but, again, back to the Marvel stuff. Like, one of the cool things they had in there was uh, um, the Sentinels. So at one point we kind of came across this area and there was this valley and there was these massive sentinels just laying all like on the hillside. So there was some sort of battle there, you know, where they were trying to get the mutants. It just, it looked so cool playing through it. And I, and I like the fact that that game is able to kind of reinvent itself, what, every two, three months. I mean, it's kind of neat that they do that. Um, but uh, I don't know. If you've never played Fortnite, which I'm sure, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything uh, new here. I'm sure many of you have or, or just have decided you're not going to. Uh, but I would say if you are a Marvel fan, maybe dip in there and check it out. And if anything, like find out those locations to drop. Like if you're not good, go to Stark, go to Dr. Dooms. That's the only two places we went and then find those Sentinels. Uh, I think there are other locations in the game, but we just, you know, that may be Marvel theme, but we just didn't do those. We just literally, my son's like, we're dropping Stark because they have the vault. We ended up going to Dr. Doom's castle for whatever reason, once or twice, but then it was Stark. Like we were constantly going to Stark. So, and it seems like a lot of people do that as well. So... I don't know. Check it out. I think it's kind of neat, man, that they're pulling on all that Marvel stuff. It's cool. Uh, let's see. As I mentioned, some of the things coming from TGS, from Tokyo Game Show, and the big one for me, hey, you guys know me, Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis. We finally got some gameplay for this game. If you remember, this is the new iteration of Fantasy Star Online 2 coming to uh, the consoles and as far as I know to the PC as well. Uh, they showed off about 13 minutes of gameplay, and guys... Um, I am sold on this game. Like it would even have taken anything to have me not be sold, but it, it's, it looks like this is the fantasy star game. I we've always wanted. I've always wanted. It's a full open field. So when you go to, you know, usually you go back to the, kind of the base, um, and, or to the lobby, you know, and you're there and there, you see all the people. And then when you are actually going out to play, you're queuing up into a, a team and kind of going into this instanced area. Fantasy Star Online 2 kind of does link you at some points where you'll come across other teams, other people kind of running around in those areas. But in here, you're in the lobby, you seamlessly walk into the open world and then can go on your mission. And if you're meeting another team or finding somebody out there, it's not like they're just kind of spawning into your map. Like, they're just there. You'll find them, and then you'll find other people. So it really is like a um, true MMO in, in that case. Now, there is going to be some sort of instancing where, you know, if there's 100 people out in the field, you're not going to see all 100 people. Like, there's still going to be somewhat of an instanced field, but there is going to be a lot of people that can be included in that. So it is much more MMO, I think, than... Um, Fantasy Star Online 2. Now, graphically, the game looks awesome. I mean, it looks... I'm not going to say it looks like Breath of the Wild because it's not... Yeah, I, I don't know, Breath of the Wild. Not that it's... Um, uh, what do they call it? Like, cel-shaded. But you know what I mean? Like, it really kind of has that cartoon look. This doesn't have that, but it's very vibrant, very colorful. I mean, I'm sure all they're showing us here is kind of the great, 
you know, the like the forest level, if you want to say, because, you know, Fantasy Star always has those different tile sets. Um, so we haven't seen anything else, but I guarantee you those areas are going to look just as cool as this does. Um, it looks much more action-based. Um, uh, you know, the combat looks like it's going to be much better. You're going to be able to glide so you can jump because traversal is, it looks like it's a big deal on this map. You know what it actually looked like a lot to me was um, like Xenoblade Chronicles or any of the Xenoblade games. Uh, looked a lot like that, which is cool, I think. I mean, that, that game, that was one of the coolest things about those Xenoblade games is the world itself is almost a character as you're traversing through there. I mean, if you don't know that kind of the story of that, the world is you're actually on the body of these two massive titans that are fighting. So you kind of come across an area, you, you, there's this landscape, and when you look up, you can see like the head of one of these titans. And like, not that that's what this is, but it's just so vast and so huge and 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 just the aesthetic of it all just really i don't know it just pops and that's what this game to me um looked like a lot looked like it's going to kind of bring that feeling um to it but it takes place a hundred years before i believe um or no i'm sorry not a hundred it's like a thousand years or something like that uh before fantasy star online 2 you can carry your character over but you're not carrying everything so it's not like all the weapons and that because obviously they're going to be um, doing some new weapon, giving people obviously new weapons. I kind of want people to start from fresh, but you can bring your character over with its, um, you know, cosmetics and all that stuff out there. Um, go watch the video if you have any interest at all in kind of the new Fantasy Star Online 2. It is coming in 2021. Uh, we don't know exactly when. I would hope it's kind of sooner rather than later, but you know, you never know. But I'll tell you, man, that game, like as as much as I love love me some Fantasy Star Online 2, it's it's still very much built in the 2012 gaming world, which really, I'm sure development started 09, 2010, you know, so it kind of has a lot of that old feeling still to it, as much as I love it, but this one is just straight up, like, we're starting new, and, and what would a 2021 fantasy star look like? This is that. Um, I can't wait, guys. I really can't. Like, this game is just going to be, it's going to own me at some point. <laughs> um, let's see. The other uh, big thing they showed at TGS was the first gameplay for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. This, of course, is the new Hyrule Warriors that takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild. It's like a prequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild. And um, still looks very much like a Heroes game or Warriors game, which is kind of those big, massive open fields with tons of enemies. But the cool thing about this is it definitely has that Breath of the Wild look to it. So it looks like you're just playing Breath of the Wild and suddenly all these enemies have shown up. Um, there's a story trailer they put out that looks awesome. You kind of see all the um, the big legends or I forget what they call them, the heroes of Hyrule that you kind of have to go and, and get their powers as you're playing the... Um, original Breath of the Wild, that's part of the, the story hook there, and so we get to actually spend time with these heroes who we kind of hear so much about in Breath of the Wild, they're still alive at this point. Um, unfortunately, I think we know how this game ends, because of course it's the Age of Calamity, and where we are in Breath of the Wild, the calamity has happened, right? So uh, we get to live through that, but I think it's cool, man. I really think that it's neat that they're kind of doing a game like this, you know, to kind of help tell that story. Um, it hey looks like it's just gonna be awesome. There's all gonna be all different playable characters. I know Impa's gonna be a playable character. That's somebody everybody's kind of going nuts over um, with this one. But go check that out. Like it, it's funny. Like this game obviously came out of nowhere. Like I didn't expect this game at all to be coming this year, and I didn't have any anticipation for it at all. Really, until you know, obviously saw the trailer. Was interested in getting it, but knowing it was going to be a 
Uh, Warriors game had me a little bit on the fence, but now, I mean, this is, I will be there day one picking this game up. Like, this game looks fantastic. Um, and I think part of it is just because it, it looks straight up like Breath of the Wild, <laughs> even though I know it's not going to play like that. Um, just having that look and, and all those sounds and, and all that, it's um, it's right there. Going to be right there for me, no doubt. Uh, let's shift gears away from video games and talk about a movie that my wife and I watched this weekend. And uh, I know in our uh, Discord chat, I think last weekend, uh, Neilius was talking about it. And I think we even might have had a couple other folks who watched it too. But it's over on Netflix. It's a documentary um, that I recommend everybody give it a watch um it's a uh, one of those things chris and i know here on the show over the last couple of years with with here enthusiast life kind of talked about it a little bit i think i even have here just kind of by myself here but it's called the social dilemma if you haven't seen this documentary um like i said please go watch it, it essentially is a bunch of the higher ups from facebook pinterest twitter uh reddit you name it they're here and it's pretty much them talking just about the creation of social media and how they kind of never expected it to do some of the things that it can do. And, and, and they kind of pull that curtain back and show us some of the things that, you know, the, the social media is able to do and kind of the dials behind the scenes of, of essentially influencing people's opinions, enforcing them, like calling them to action, essentially, where they can get them to do things, you know, whether it's go out to vote, whether it's to buy a product, whether it's to browse certain websites, all those different things, how they're able to, you know, the, how our phones and all that really have been cued to do that. And, and it's kind of this perfect amalgamation between the phones and then all the different social media aspects. And it even goes down, even including like Gmail, like Google, there's a guy that, you know, worked on Gmail and he talks about like email addiction. And that's what a lot of this is about is almost our addiction to these things. And like, where do we go next? How do we, I don't know, like, like, divorce ourselves from some of these things, you know, and, and have find healthy ways. What is the healthy way to be using social media? Like that's kind of what the discussion is. And I just, I think it's very interesting. And I almost want to say it's very important uh, for people to start having these conversations. Cause it seems like a lot of the people in here were those that were trying to drum up some of those conversations at these companies, but they got so caught up in just the money that could be made off of it, that it just kind of got lost. And so I think, you know, I don't want to say it's too late, to make the changes because obviously it's not the case, but it, it's like, I think it, it would take each of us to try to, um, I guess, educate other people on this and then, and then lead by example. Like, you know, we tried this week now, cause I believe me, you're going to watch this and you're going to just immediately th- want to throw your phone off a cliff. Like it's, <laughs> it's that crazy. But as a parent, that's kind of where, you know, my concern is luckily for me, my kids aren't really in social media. When I say that they're not into like Twitter or Facebook or, or Instagram, they don't do any of that. And really, it's just because we don't let them do that. But they don't. But what they are into is YouTube. YouTube is the big thing that they're into. Um, obviously, you know, my son is real big into Fortnite and video games. But, like, it's funny. Like, I, I know, I'm trying to think, like, is there, a, is there a difference between social media addiction and video game addiction? Not really if it's addiction, right? But, like, personally, from my viewpoint, it's like, okay, well, if someone's going to spend seven, eight hours on Twitter or seven, eight hours in a video game, like I, I would almost rather them do it in the video game because at least they're, they're, I don't know. I just, I think they're more engaged, you know, like social media because it's so dictated as 
we see you hovering over this picture more. So then we're going to throw, when you refresh your feed, we're going to throw more pictures following that stuff. And then we can, you know, later down the line, sell you ads. And if you put your phone down, we're going to send you that push notification to make sure you come back because we need you to be a user and we need you to look at more ads. Like that's how social media works. Where on the flip side, the video game, they're problem solving, they're, you know, utilizing hand-eye coordination, all those different things. And look, it's still not being outside, riding your bike, not going out and exercising or anything like that. But in, in the same sense, at least they're they they're more engaged, I think, in a video game. And But either way, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, either one is better or should be better, but it, it just... I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I'm. We're gonna try. I think our best to not have our kids get as hooked onto the social media, which we were already doing that. I mean, by not allowing them to really get into any of it. Um, but then it makes you kind of look at yourself and like look inside. Like, okay, well, how much am I on Twitter? You know, I, I think back. I think I've talked about it before. Like with Guardian Radio. I mean, I was constantly on Twitter and checking emails and doing all those things. And it like, that's one of the things that I just, I had to stop. Like you you just, you can't do that. And, you know, luckily with this show, I'm not as engaged on social media as I used to be. And I mean, you can go, I always tell you, go check my Twitter, Twitter account. You can see I'm not posting tons of things really anymore. Like I used two years ago, not really anymore. I mean, now it's just like, Hey, the new episode's available. And every once in a while, it's like, Oh, I just saw that new movie or, Oh, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not, I'm maybe doing a post a day, maybe two, if that. Now, the one thing I do do, though, is I always check to see what's trending on Twitter kind of throughout the day. That's kind of keeps me looped into the news. But then when you watch like this documentary, it's like, is it really the news? It's the news that Twitter knows I want to see. And that's what's kind of the, the interesting piece here. And, you know, as we go into obviously we're in such a heated political climate right now, those types of things are what fuel a lot of this because you are you're able to go on social media and find like-minded people but are you like it's the the social media is is pushing those like-minded people to you and then that kind of just reinforces your viewpoint that you know let's face it could be potentially dangerous for some people right it, it, i don't know it's just it's a weird thing go watch the documentary and i'm not saying to take the documentary for law but it really will make you think and, um, you know, again, I know we've talked about it before, just how social media has really changed a lot. It's a, it's just interesting to think now, like this generation of people that we're raising, you know, like I said, I, I think about our kids and even, you know, younger than my kids now, like the the state of social media or the role social media is going to play in their lives. Um, it, it's going to be huge. And, and we need to think now, how do we make it where they're able to not just communicate through their phones via social media and can actually meet up in person and, and have a relationship with someone, those type of things. It's, it's crazy guys. It's crazy, man. It, you know, you think about it, just, just go watch the documentary. I promise you, you'll, you'll uh, find it very interesting. Uh, one final bit of news here. I do want to talk about before we wrap it up is that uh, we did get some word now that M night Shyamalan's new movie is going to be called old and it's inspired by this graphic novel called Sandcastle. Um, this was kind of, I guess, announced over on Twitter and uh, Collider had a uh, big reveal of it. Um, I guess it's a French graphic novel. And uh, it's a very interesting piece. It seems like uh, it's kind of these people that just are born and they age very quickly. Uh, and I guess in the graphic novel, there's a, a group of 13 people who aren't able to leave this like weird kind of secluded island. Um, and uh, they find like a dead body on there. And it seems really weird. I want to try to get my hands on this graphic novel. It looks like uh, M. Knight said he got this as a gift for Father's Day. 
And I uh, just read it and absolutely loved it. And uh, he purchased the rights to it. And, and now here you go. So it's said to be coming out July 23rd, 2021. Um, as usual right now in the state of the pandemic, I would hold that with a grain of salt, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see, but, uh, very interesting concept. And, you know, kind of reminds me of like lost when you think about them being kind of locked on the beach. Um, but, um, you know, Hey, we know that this man, he, he creates some just crazy, crazy movies and things. So, and I love it. The, the, um, poster it's real creepy when you look at it, but when you actually take the time to kind of figure out what it is, it's like a sand dial or not sand dial, uh, you know, a little sand, you turn the thing and the sand falls down. Um, it's one of those things. So it looks, uh, very, very cool. So, um, definitely looking forward to that and getting that first trailer drop whenever they decide to finally put that out. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me today. As always, big thanks as always for tuning into the show. And big thanks to Gamer Goo for continuing to support the show. If you're interested in picking that up, head over to their website, check it out over there. And if you do decide to purchase something, please, please use my code TELL, T-E-L, as in the enthusiast life and save yourself 10% off your order over there. And don't forget tomorrow there will not be an episode. I am going to be over there stabbing some old people with some flu shots. Not just old people though. Everybody get your flu shots. Do that. Please, please, please. Now is the time. Uh, the reason why we're kind of making the push right now is we are getting set to probably run out and we don't know when we're going to be able to get more. So uh, we'll just try to get everybody we can uh, with it. So uh, be sure to get your flu shot, whether you're old, whether you're young. One less thing to have to worry about on top of COVID. Trust me, trust me when I say that. Um, and other than that, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, email the show at theenthuslife at gmail.com. So everybody, until Wednesday, we'll catch you next time.